0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Amen. Have you ever had to deliver bad news to someone? Most people do not like to deliver bad news to other people. For most people, it's not a pleasant thing to do. There are exceptions like when people are in an adversarial relationship with someone else so sometimes people like to tell their enemies or their political opponents whatever news would be bad for them for example republicans telling democrats about some scandal involving president biden or democrats informing republicans of a scandal regarding former president trump such bad news is considered a point for one own team or side. A victory and possibly a gloat as well as evidence of one's own standing and position. As we approach a national day of celebration of our country, let's consider how Jeremiah was preaching against his country and people. He was delivering bad news. He was advocating surrendering To the king of Babylon. God was going to bring judgment on them. Babylon was judging them. And therefore. People of Israel. Stop opposing the king of Babylon. If you want to live. Surrender to the king of Babylon. Jeremiah wore. At this time when he's making these prophecies. This particular one. He was wearing a yoke. You know, what you use for cattle to plow. And so he was trapped himself in this wooden yoke telling the people of Israel that they would be taken away as slaves and servants, like cattle, serving the king of Babylon. And that they should surrender. It would be better for them. Follow God's word in this. Hananiah comes in and says, the suffering under Babylon will end in two years and Israel will be restored and the things that were taken from God's temple because they'd already been attacked and defeated. The things that were taken from God's temple will be brought back. So don't surrender. Instead, stand strong, said Hananiah. He said, God is going to do this. God is going to deliver. God is going to help us. He even spoke in the divine name of God. Our text today follows upon this prophecy of Hananiah, and we see that Jeremiah is not an enemy of his people by nature or because he wants to be. See how reserved Jeremiah is in his response to Hananiah? he would want this prophecy of peace to be true. Even though Hananiah is saying that Jeremiah is either wrong or that the prophecy has changed, well, Jeremiah wants his people free and at peace. Not only that, he would prefer to stop suffering from enemies and even his close friends for the warning that he was delivering from God of the coming judgment. over Jeremiah, also expresses some reservation. He's not ready to embrace Hananiah's word, but he's also not ready to denounce it outright, at least. He has been preaching God's word, which was of judgment and destruction. And now this word of Hananiah that God is going to soon deliver peace, well, Jeremiah is open to this prophecy being true. Because it's possible. It's not clear, apparently, even to Jeremiah, whether the prophecy of Hananiah is true or not. Otherwise, he would certainly have spoken against it immediately, rather than saying, may the Lord make what you have said true. And then expressing his reservation about what was said. Later on, God does reveal to Jeremiah that Hananiah had indeed lied. Hananiah had fabricated the prophecy of restoration after two years. And Jeremiah goes on to denounce Hananiah then and prophesy against him. And what Jeremiah prophesies does come true. But this leaves us with a question. And at least part of an answer that gives us pause for thought today. What happens when someone predicts or prophesies something? How do we... Test it when the prophecy does not directly contradict God's word or when it seems to partly contradict God's word. Jeremiah points out that many prophets came before him prophesying God's judgment. In other words, Jeremiah is saying that this word can be assumed and known from and since the actions of mankind in the Garden of Eden. God's judgment is certainly coming. That warning of its coming should not be unexpected. That warning is there for your good. Just consider Jonah and his prophecy. Or look at our Lord's words today in our gospel text. That God is bringing a sword and not peace. We rebelled against God. And so that punishment or justice is coming. It's what we deserve It's what we should expect. This world is going to come to an end. The wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23. And yet God does not desire the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Ezekiel 33.11. God is calling us to repentance. Repentance. The threats of judgment and consequences are primarily there to open our eyes to see that we cannot continue on this path of opposition to our Creator. To do so is to embrace death and destruction. You cannot keep biting the hand that feeds you and expect or demand that God keep on giving you what you want. So the warning is clear. Death and destruction are coming. God is going to get justice against you and everyone in this world for their crimes against other people, especially for their attacks against the grace and mercy of their creator. All that you have done, God will get justice for it. Repent. Repent. Turn away from your evil ways. Do not look to those who prophesy false hopes of peace, who, like Hananiah, lie to you false prophets are multiplied in this world. Their voices are being raised up by the powerful. They're being amplified by those who stand to benefit from your continued idolatry. For that is the real issue. That is the real problem. The root of all our sins and our injustice. False prophets promote false gods. Now sometimes it is hard to tell. I mean, Hananiah claimed to speak for the Lord. He used the name of God, the Hebrew name, the divine name of God, Yahweh, claiming that the Lord said when the Lord had not spoken. Today, the false prophets claim Jesus' name. They claim that he speaks where he does not, and they claim he speaks peace when and where he does not. Be sure, Jesus does bring a message of peace. But he does not bring this message about everything and about anything. The world wants to say what such peace is. The world and its prophets claim that Jesus blesses what our Creator and Lord calls sin. The world pictures Jesus as some permissive old man or woman who just wants to get along with everyone and let sin and evil continue without correction. He speaks words that the world wants to hear and condemns what the world wants to condemn. The world pictures Jesus according to its own image. But Jesus stands in contradiction to that. He has not come to bring peace in a family, but a sword. He brings division, because some will hear and embrace his word and take up the cross, denying themselves and follow him. Others will only hear what they want to hear. That is, they will hear what their sinful hearts and desires want, and they'll put those words into Jesus' mouth, like Hananiah. But lest you or I jump quickly to judgment against them, well, his word pierces us too. We have idols as well. Sometimes we speak peace where there is none. Sometimes we settle arguments by compromising God's word. Sometimes we make peace an idol, as if God wants peace even at the expenses of goodness. Goodness. We must realize that such is not true peace. True peace is found only with God. Peace with other men is worthless if you still stand against the Lord and yet how often do we choose peace in the here and now? How often do we think peace with people is good and God-pleasing? Repent! But not only this, repent of all your idols. Open your eyes to see who God really is. Not who you or I make him to be, but as he reveals himself to you in history, which is recorded for you in Scripture. See and know the true Lord. And you will then also see and know true peace. For God does demand goodness and righteousness. What we cannot do or give because we do not have it. But God also gives you this very goodness and righteousness that you lack. He establishes it for you. He blesses you with it. Christ Jesus died for you. He suffered the justice of the law for you in your place. In his death through your baptism, he put you to death. So that sin does not reign in you anymore. He broke the hold of sin and the condemnation that sin brought you under the law. For you have died to the law in Christ Jesus. By his death, he has overcome your connection to sin. You're no longer bound in sin. The law demanded your death. The law demanded justice. And that justice has been served in Christ Jesus. No longer are you bound to death. You have died. And in Christ you are alive again. You belong to Christ. You belong to the Lord. You belong to your creator once again. You've been remade in the waters of baptism. You're no longer God's enemy or a rebel. You've been set free from that life and released from the punishment. Justice is done and completed in Jesus' death for you, he bled and suffered, and in his death ended your separation from him. He ended your evil. Christ then rose from the dead. After settling your account and getting justice for all sin and evil, he now comes and speaks to you as he spoke to his disciples. Peace be with you. John 20, 21. The matter is settled. And his true peace and grace are here for you. For he gives that peace to you. You heard it today in the absolution. God's clear word that your sin debt is settled. It is no more. Our sins are erased, wiped away. It is the same word he spoke. As you were washed In his waters, you are cleansed. You are holy and pure. You are forgiven. Peace is yours. And as in those waters, so at this table, Christ speaks. He invites you to this meal, his meal, to be served by him to you, for you to have his food given to you because you are part of his family now. This world is not your family or your friend. You have a new household. You have been brought into Christ's household. Rejoice in his work and receive him in thanks. Receive his bread, his cup, his body, His blood in his peace. For here, as he gives you his supper, he speaks to you, Peace be with you. Now, that peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.